fellow Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wants to warn you, do not, our friends, become addicted to water. None of us got it. Ah! Shit. We all had really good ones this week. Yeah. I can't wait to hear them in a second. This is our Mad Max Fury Road episode. You can call me a Morton Joe, and I've finally... <laughs> <laughs> we should have seen that yeah. coming. And I've handpicked my four finest war boys. I've got Sequel. The only podcast that's mediocre. Not true. Matt? <laughs> the only podcast that rides eternal, shiny, and chrome. Frank? The only podcast that wonders who killed the world. Wow. And Corey? What a day. What a <laughs> glorious day for a podcast. I think it's lovely, though. Yeah. It, it is lovely. lovely. I was going to correct you, but I was <laughs> yeah, like, I'll let him have it. It's lovely. Glorious would have sounded better, but... What a day. What a lovely day. Yeah. Yeah. Porn gasoline all over the place. Uh, guzzling. <laughs> guzzling. Get it right. Whoa. Wow. This is a new world. Wow. They have new crazy names for things. Wow. So before we get into our usual what have we been watching, we have a review on iTunes. All right. Yes. I would like to it. share it with you guys because it is five stars. What? We deserve it. Keeping our perfect five star streak alive. Thank God. It's entitled Getting Better All the Time. Wow. From Cal's Review. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting name. Isn't it? <laughs> it reads, This podcast has come a long way in only a few episodes. I originally gave it four stars because nothing is perfect. Although I stand by that notion, this podcast continues to get better, so I've decided to make an exception and up it to five stars. When all voices are firing, the group can get off topic, but it tends to add to the entertainment rather than subtract. I would suggest that a synopsis of the movie be thrown into the routine. Other than that, they've come into a good routine, too. If you enjoy this, check out Probably Questionable Podcast that Joe and Matt would host with two others. It's quite entertaining. No, Looking no. forward to what's to come with this one. What did you say, Matt? I've never heard of that podcast. You were drunk a lot. <laughs> Rest in peace, am I right? Oh my god, always in our heart. Oh, great. Now there's seltzer on the table. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> He poured one out for the homies, guys at home. And ladies, it. ladies at home, too. So worth it. Yeah, I hope our demographic's not all male. It'd be nice to diversify. Can't be. Statistically, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're a lady and you're listening to this, get at us at ZTH Podcast <laughs> on Twitter. Or even better, write us your own five-star review on iTunes yeah. and let us know. And let us know you are a lady. Or hit up sequel at six three. <laughs> That's it. Just six three. That's six, yeah, three. just just dial six three and then think about him fondly, and he will pick up his phone. <laughs> it's an old CB radio. Though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an old CB radio. Yeah. That That's actually his call sign. He only answers the sequel. Yeah, it's my name. It's true. It's on the birth certificate. I've seen it. Sequel, sequel. Same. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our discussion of Mad Max. Let's do a little bit of what have we been watching. Let's go to Corey. I watched um, Dead Silence yesterday. It's a horror movie from 2007 about some curse in old town. The demonic ghost is a, was an old ventriloquist. Huh. Sounds it, like a Goosebumps book. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't good. You know, the visuals were alright, and, you know, puppets are creepy as hell, so... It worked, but it wasn't that good. And I actually just uh, just picked back up on the league because fantasy nice. football is right around the corner. Booyah. Oh, yeah. 
Plus that show's great. It is so good. Sequel? Been watching a lot of preseason football, and I actually read the latest Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I read on Saturday. It's a quick read. Sounds it. Yep. It was alright. The gang the gang gets back together. And that's about it. And this will be the last Harry Potter book she says. Oh, the last two Harry Potter books she says. Yeah, well, we'll see. Not in the universe. Right. Specifically Harry because. Potter. Because mm-hmm. apparently she got a hard on for Newt Scamander now. Harry Potter and the Jurassic Park is going to be a great movie. <laughs> a weird <laughs> crossover. Wow! That was glorious. Someone owes someone a Coke and or Handy. Wow. <laughs> Handy man, what did you... God, why do you have to go there for We'll you? be right back. <laughs> back to my dream sequence. <laughs> uh, Frank, why don't you tell us about what else you've been watching? Uh, well, um, I watched Stranger Things. I finished the whole thing. It was good. And I watched the Thor movie. That there, wasn't there as first? good. Yes. That wasn't as good. But mm-hmm. it was okay. It's probably one of the weakest. Save it for the No, that's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Matt, what else for you? Uh, let's see. I have not watched much, so I went on my YouTube history to see what I've been watching. And it's mostly leaks from the new Pokemon game. So that's what I've been watching. Leaks of the new Pokemon and new Pokemon forms for the new game. The Aloha forms, yep. And that's it. Joe, what have you been watching? Uh, not a whole lot. It's been a busy week. I did see Suicide Squad again. Did he hold up? Wow. No. I, th- really? I think I was too generous with the movie on the second viewing. Yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. Is, is a mess. I'm I'm debating downgrading it a stone, but that's... Let us know at the day. end. I think I'm, you should. I'm waiting a bated breath. I'm not sure. And also, I've been watching some of the Olympics. Uh, I've been watching oh, some yeah. of that, too. The color of that water is worth Oof. the watch, guys. Those people it's, are going to come back sick, sick, sick. It's just the diving pool, which is why it's so peculiar. It's a diving pool... A small walkway, the lat pool, yet somehow the diving pool is green and the well, regular pool did, is They didn't need to change it because it's just the diving pool. The other pool needed to be changed because the synchronized swimmers got into the water and realized they couldn't see each other, so they drained it and filled it with new water. Is that a real story? Yes. Wow. Because you have to see each other to synchronize swim, and you couldn't. Eh. Do you guys prefer Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? Uh, I'm going to prefer Summer Olympics once the Joust comes back next time. Summer, but it's close. That's going to be winter. Awesome. I like winter for curling and hockey. Oh, curling I feel is like so much fun to watch. I feel like winter shooting. is such That's a longer cool. Olympics. Winter? Yeah. Maybe. Does anyone else feel that way? I think it's because winter feels longer. Um, Good point. I, I'm definitely a winter guy because I like more sports that are being played in the Winter <clears> Olympics. <throat> but... You know, a huge part of me still loves wrestling from when I wrestled in high school. So that's a summer game thing. Yeah, I almost lost it when they took it out. I almost flipped. That's right, we're getting jousting next time. Baseball's supposed to be coming back, too. They took it out. Yeah, because when America wins too much, they remove a sport. America rarely won. Oh, really? Then why'd they remove it? That's what I've heard. The thing is, if America wins too many times in a row, it's like, all right, let's stop. So we don't play basketball anymore? Swimming will be gone. Gymnastics is going to be gone. America's That's why there's no more football. That's why there was no more whoa, 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 um, whoa, football. Whoa. Never made it. No Olympic football. Really? Ever? Where am I hearing this from? I don't know. This the is before is, the internet. You're talking so. about American football, right? Not like football. 
Soccer? Soccer. Is there a difference? Explain to me the differences between the sports. No, we can't get into this. Let's get into the movie. The mash cut, Joe. That's another podcast altogether. I wish there was a picture Siegel of Siegel Talk Space. Sports. The color oh my god, STS? Siegel Talk Sports? Here it comes. STS, tires yeah. and Gaylords, here we come. I only got time for one podcast. It's like, it's like the cricket. It's, it's like the critic. One. He's like, it stinks. <laughs> oh, the critic. That's that great cartoon. That was a great cartoon. And that's what we've been watching. Yeah. Yes, it is. Tangents included. <laughs> Let's get into some details about Mad Max Fury Road. That's the name of the movie. Sure is. It came out in 2015, which was last year. It's directed by George Miller, who brought us the first three Mad Max movies. Also, Babe Pig in the City, and the, the two Happy Feet movies. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> and he also wanted to bring us a Wonder Woman movie. I did not know that. That didn't come to fruition, apparently. And so did Joss Whedon, so... Yeah, that's true. And he's also going to bring us the next Mad Max movie. That hasn't, you know, happened yet. Nice. be good. This movie stars Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, Nicholas Holt, Hugh Keysburn, Josh Hellman, Nathan Jones, and a bunch of other people that I didn't list because it would be too long. A bunch of other attractive people. I mean, I'm pretty sure you skipped most of them. Some of them are attractive. Did you see the movie? Yes. <laughs> the Giant Man? Rictus is still good looking. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the bullet farmer. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, not the bullet farmer, the people eater. Oh yes. yeah, okay, yeah. Not not my cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> they they did him nice. The budget for the movie was 150 million dollars. It grossed 378 million dollars. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 97 percent. Holy shit! Certified fresh. <laughs> I think that's by far the highest rating. Can we Actually, make that a key or something that we could put in anywhere? <laughs> then we can pay sequel less. It's like you get a text. Do you guys get paid. Right. <laughs> Checks what? in the mail. Uh, and we, I think we have a first here, I believe, because the audience gave this movie a lower score than Rotten Tomatoes did. Tough Not surprising. To be, tough yeah. to be in a 97. Yeah, exactly. The audience gave it an 86%. I mean, those are still really it's good still numbers. still a really high mark. But Even if you average the two, that's just an amazing score, like a 92 or something. Yeah. It gets an A. I think it's like a yeah, 91 and an a half a. or something. Yeah. Round it up. 92. 92. That's what we do here at ZTH. We round, we round up. up. Round up. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Before we get into specifics of the movie, let's share our general thoughts, without spoilers preferably, and then I'll do spoilers, and then we'll have a grand old time. Let's go to Matt first. Oh, whoa. Wow. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I like it because it's a story about Mad Max, and to me, Mad Max is more of a Hercules figure, uh, whereas he has a bunch of stories about him, and you see a story from start to finish, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the other stuff. And uh, I really like the world that they built and where he existed, and I've read the comic books associated with it, which is why we're doing this, just in case you thought that you caught us. There's comic books, people. And, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Got him. Nailed it. Corey? I love this movie. It is a ton of fun to watch. Right out the gate, the, the the easiest thing to pick up on, even if you don't want to follow the weird 
post-apocalyptic world logic that they have flowing through it, just visually, the way that the movie looks, is something really special. To come up, like, just little things that we'll get into later, it's, it's, every little detail was comb-overed, and you can tell that there was a lot of emphasis and effort put into even the little things, which I really appreciated. Frank? Uh, watching this movie, I enjoyed some aspects of it. Uh, definitely the action was pretty good. Um, I felt the story lacked a little bit, and I tried summarizing it up. Not the story, but just, like, my <coughs> initial thoughts of this movie. Um, a fast-paced, two-hour-long movie trailer with great action and <laughs> no story at all. Uh, in sequel. When this movie came out in theaters, I missed it. And really? Yes, I did not see it in theaters. I really wanted to. So I waited until it came available to stream over Xbox. And then I rented it, and I watched it. And then I immediately watched it again. That's how much I loved it. I can't remember doing that with any other movie. Like the second it was over, you started second it again? second one it was over, I restarted it. I loved it that much. I had a very similar circumstance myself. The action in this movie is incredible. I will go out on them and call it the best action movie I've ever seen. Prior to this, it was Judgment Day. Oh, wow. But this blows yeah, Judgment no, Day oh, away. Yeah, blows Judgment mean, Day away. The effects, <laughs> yeah. the sound. Practical. The practical the, effects. The majority, I think it's like 90% practical effects. Right. There is some CGI, yeah. but you can't tell, which makes it good CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved it. Joe, how about you? This is a very interesting movie for me. I'm still trying to work out how I feel about it as far as all the specifics of it going. It's uh, My best description of this movie would be at times it feels like an art film, and other times it feels like a drug-induced fever dream. <laughs> That's a good place to be. Okay. Actually, it was supposed to be in black and white, so if it stayed in black and white, I could definitely feel the art feel thing that you said. I think he hits it on the head. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to make a... I guess kind of a bold claim here, and I'm just going to say that I think from a pure filmmaking standpoint, this is the best film we re- we've reviewed and might review in this genre, just from like a technical, knows-what-they're-doing film crew, mm-hmm. and all the work they put in, in this movie, And because as you know, this genre doesn't really lend itself no. to technical... Technical aspects of film, so I think this is going to be probably the most well-made one we're reviewing. This, this is probably the best post, regardless of whether and how much I liked it or not. It's just well done. Yeah, it won like almost all the technical awards at the Academy Awards. And Do you know well, how many awards it won uh, off the top? I think of it won six. six. Holy crap! And most of them were like costume design and like there was a sound editing. Sound, sound, sound editing. Yeah. It didn't win best effects though. It didn't win acting or picture or anything. Yeah. It was nominated for picture score. It won score. No, I don't know. Oh, it didn't win score? Did. No, um, no way. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight won? Yeah. I Deserved. It, it was right. There's three really good scores. Star Wars was Well, Star one? Wars was up oh, there, and I thought that this beat Star Wars Mad out. Max and uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight took it home. Really? But I haven't you seen Hateful Eight. It's very good. Check it out. So that's going to sum up our general thoughts. I'm going to say the spoiler warning now. If you've not yet seen Mad Max Fury Road, and you'd like to know what happens without... I was telling you and ruining it for you. Pause now. Go see it. It's probably fairly cheap. It won a bunch of awards. And we're back. That's Matt. Um, are we going to listen to Cal's Review's advice and do a synopsis now? 
Or, I feel or, like we need to prepare for that more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just didn't know if we were going to take that to heart because we <laughs> kind of read it and I, I heard it and I was like, don't we do a synopsis? I was like, maybe we should do one more succinct. But we don't okay. really do that much of a synopsis, but we can try to change that in the future. All right. Well, uh, we'll put it through to the the higher ups and see what they say. See if we have it in our budget, you know, if we can really Damn fit pencil it. pushers. Yeah, if the interns can really get together a synopsis and time. It's a whole thing. There's a lot of red tape. I mean, we'll corporate, work on it. corporate's a bitch. Yeah, corporate is a the bitch. The fax machine goes down a lot. Like, Sequel uh, rage quits constantly <laughs> when we're doing the script. I rage. I don't quit. When you walk out the building saying, fuck this place every other day, what is that? I'm going to lunch? I'm entitled to my lunch break. <laughs> That's his union break. Union mandated. <laughs> okay, um, specifics, let's do this. I'm not starting. <laughs> I think Frank should start, because I think he's going to seed where I go and sequel goes. Yeah, I'm ready to jump down your throat, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to be the it's only safe place for this video, uh, well, video, this podcast. 3 two, one friendship. No. Yeah, no, we might need a 3 two, one friendship it's with it's Frank. It's over. No, <laughs> three, friendships two, one. are dead now. Yeah. Um, Except on your shirt. True. <laughs> Shout out to BBH. Shout out to... Ooh, Star Wars reference. Yeah, we got it. Um, Shout well, out to Camden. Okay. Frank, general thoughts, go. We ready to do that. Specific uh, thoughts, Frank, go. <laughs> I basically just have a question for you guys. Yes. I don't understand why people love this movie as much really? as I do. I just... 90% of this movie is the same scene. And... Incorrect. Um, no. Um, when they're trying to build a story, I was constantly checking my phone, doing stuff, because I just wasn't into it. The action just kept my attention. And then when <clears> the story was trying to like make its way through, I was just like, no. And then the story, I was waiting for like a gooey center, and it was a burnt muffin. Mm. So, I was just, you know, kind of slightly disappointed with the story. Go ahead, anybody. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll take okay. this real quick because I'm not going to kill you yet. <laughs> I have a question before I have a question before I respond. Um, is this the first time you've seen it? I saw it twice. Okay, you saw it twice. When I first saw this movie, I saw it in the theater, and I kind of felt like how you felt that it was like two hours of like an action movie commercial. I felt that way. I kind of did. And I was like, it was so good. I just wish there was more story. And I've watched it probably six times since then because I love this movie. The more you watch it, the easier it is to dissect the story. And actually, one of my biggest points is that having watched it a bunch of times, the story is superb. It isn't overwhelming. It doesn't smack you in the face, but it's there. I mean, and it's almost too well done because... The driving force of the movie is them driving somewhere. Yep. Right. I mean, it's called Fury Road. Yeah. It's a very... Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Let's go to Matt. Okay, Frank. What, to you, is the story? We talked about this earlier today. What is the story to you? How do you see the story? <laughs> Come on, guys. I was trying... No, uh, I was trying to, like, understand a little bit, just so I was a little more prepared for the podcast. Um, the story to me is... They get in a truck. Oh gosh! And they, they start. Uh, Furiosa liberates like the wives from White Darth Vader, um, <laughs> or, <laughs> or Old Bane. Um, old Bane. Bane. Yeah. Or, <laughs> that's a good. Actually, one. Old Bane is closer. Uh, <laughs> so liberates the wives, so they're not like sex slaves, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. and like right. baby pushers. Right. Um, to go to a 
green place. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the tech. The, mm-hmm. the, that's the, the technical term, yeah. And then they pass it because it's muddy, mm-hmm. and they didn't know that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then like they get to the many mothers, and that's it. Like yeah. it's not there. See that's, that's there. see that's more what happens. The story is humanity. They are the future. These women represent health. They represent a future for humanity. Right. Furiosa is trying to liberate them from the shackles that they're currently in. But Immortan Joe has made them into healthy human beings that do not exist in this world currently. As you saw by everyone right, everybody else. Everybody else looked like shit. Yeah. It, unless you had money, in which case you had everything you needed. Even then, he still looked like shit. Yeah. yeah. Bounce at the sequel. Like, the story, I mean, look at the world that George Miller builds. I mean, you have a... Three corporations essentially run mm-hmm. the wasteland. Yep. You got one corporation with guzzoline, one with bullets, and one with commodities, like water, milk, plants. And the leader of this world needs an heir, right? Mm-hmm. Because his other two sons are mutants, essentially, right? He's got three. Three? Yeah, only two of them are pictured, but yeah. Okay, well, the two in the movie are mutants. Mm -hmm. One's... One's one's a really awesome mutant, and one's a less awesome mutant. (laughs) Right. And to me, this had like an old-school Western feel to it. Like, Max, the main character, he's like a loner, he's a drifter. Circumstances lead him to this place, and a conflict's going on. And he goes by his own moral compass, and he chooses a side. There's a lot going on here. If you look at the War Boys, Morton Joe has built an army, and probably the best army, because the goal of this army is to sacrifice themselves in the most awesome way possible so they can live again. Mm-hmm. So their whole goal is to fight and eventually die, glorious. die gloriously so they can live again. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? It has all of the makings of a cult. It's a post-apocalyptic cult. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he, like, the the, the brilliance of a Morton Joe is that once he takes over the Citadel, Mm -hmm. he implants a guy that he knew at the Bullet Farm, and he implants a guy that he knew at the oil refinery, Mm -hmm. and then he has really what's the most important all to himself. And he becomes a religious figure mm-hmm. to his eventual mutant army. What it, what it says in the comic book is he got drunk and, and started believing his own story. Because he started this whole Immortal Joe thing where he's this, he's the redeemer, he's the one that's going to save them all. And you can see all the, all the, the pieces of, of Viking folklore and Christianity and all these other references in the things that they're saying. And you see it all come together. On, and that's why he needs a male heir. Because yeah. he needs a male heir... So that male heir can be Joe, so then Joe can take over, and a Morton Joe can continue, just like the kings of old, just like Kim Jong-il, just like all these people. If you have an heir, you can have a male, you put that stupid mask on, he's the same guy. Yeah. Go. By far the best villain that oh, we've yeah. done so far in, yeah. in, in these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Totally exceeds the sequel standard yeah. for villains. Mm-hmm. Too bad he dies. Blows it out of the water. Spoiler. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're in we did that. It's fine. Easily, hands down, beats. I would, I would, I would agree. Beats everybody else. Sequel standard out the wazoo. Yeah. One of the most satisfying yet disappointing death scenes ever, though. I thought it was. I loved how it happened. I love who did it. I just so wanted no suffering. 
Did, uh, yeah, did you I wanted, hate the line? I hated the line. I, yeah, the line was dumb. Um, but, like, just, like, it, it was just, like, it just happened. Like, I wanted more. I wanted more out of it. Like, I wanted them to, like, I wanted them to duke it out a little bit, I guess. I just wanted Furiosa to get, like, a good punch in somehow. But everything takes place in a car. I couldn't expect anything else. Right. Speak of the lines and the dialogue in this movie, Ugh. a lot of people don't like it. Wasn't enough. You got to close captions that uh, hear everything. Tom Hardy, I think, had, like, 15 lines in it. <laughs> yeah, he did. But... I almost wish there was no dialogue in this movie because this is such a great example of visual storytelling. You would have to pay more attention to it, but I feel like this movie does a great job in holding your attention to begin Mm -hmm. with. Like, again, if you just wanted to sit back and watch the action, not pay attention to any story, I think you came away satisfied, Mm -hmm. right? The action's that good. But I think there's story in the action. Yeah, of course. There's certainly not story in the dialogue. Yeah, right. But there are some. There's tidbits, but good lines in it. But basically, the visuals in this movie are all the story. It's like watching a picture picture book. Um, like one one of my favorite lines in the movie. Like a lot of people are saying, like Max doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Like this is more Furiosa story. It is Furiosa story. He actually called the ass. But he's actually a supporting character. Like he was up for best supporting character. He. I can see that. It's such, like, a key figure. Like, this movie does a great job of towing the line. Like, it's not Max rescuing all these no. damsels in distress. He's aiding them, right? Like, without but, without Max, a, a lot can go wrong. Like, the, the one scene I really like is um, the, the pregnant wife. What's her name? Minara. She falls, right? Yep. And she... Oh when, the, oh, when they go through the rocks and the door blows off? Right. She might have gotten run over. You can't really tell. And they say, oh, we have to go back for her and turn back. And he goes, no. And they're like, they're like, well, did you see her? She's like, she went under the wheel. Then Charlie's there and Furious is like, did Did you see see her? And he doesn't say, I saw it. He goes, she went under the wheel. And like, she understands. Like, if they go back, they're dead. Regardless yeah. of whether she went into the wheels or not. And she turned out that she survived it, right? Well, she, she died. She didn't well, die on impact. Though, she's, she's, she's breathing until yeah, they try until to rescue, not, right. rescue the kid. But even right before that scene, like, talking about how good this movie is with outlines, mm-hmm. when that same girl, like, kind of, like, ducks behind, like, the exhaust pipe, like, as they hit a rock... Mm-hmm. And then Mad Max just kind of gives like a the thumbs, thumbs up. up, like not even a whole thumbs up. It's yeah, kind of like a it's a Bob Dole thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. It's very simple and it's very like I don't like I don't even need to say anything. Like I'm I'm feral. I'm not gonna say much. Yeah, exactly. Good job. Proud of you. Get back. Hey, in you're the alive. Car. Get in the car. <laughs> Get in the fucking rig. Yeah, I I mean watching this movie with subtitles definitely helps. Like you 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 see exactly what they're talking about, but I did watch this movie in the theater with Corey, and there were things I missed, but also I have bad hearing, so I can't say there was 100% the movie's fault. But watching it with subtitles, you just realize what they're talking about. You realize they're talking about Aquacola, and Mother's Milk, and and f- Fuckamus, and Fangit, and you just see all these words that they made up, and all these meanings, and it's just so great. I find I catch more the more times you watch it. Like, I learn something oh, yeah, new every yeah, time yeah. I watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like just, just jumping to the end when, the, when the, the, the main group, their plan is to go through the salt, right? Yep. You know what the salt is? 
That's the ocean. Yeah, no, yeah, the, ocean. the ocean's gone. Yeah. Like, that's the world we're in. And Max's like, no, we go back. We don't go... <laughs> that has salt spots. We don't go through... In America. Yeah, but it's not 60 days yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or 90 days of it, or whatever, whatever yeah. many days it was. Oh, right? 100 days. Like, yeah, 100, yeah, it was some insane amount of days. My last viewing, I'm like, wow, the ocean's gone. Yep. Like, that's that's incredible. It's a messed up world. Yeah. Um, just to jump back for a second mm-hmm. and talk about the the language thing, the, the best part about it is that the best stories I've heard about a post-apocalyptic world have had that forethought. Serenity is the best example for me. Mm-hmm. Firefly and Serenity do the exact same thing, where they speak in English Chinese, where, like, it's like this weird, like, if the, if the world was to end, those are the two languages that would survive. This is, if you had a bunch of uneducated ruffians in America that managed to survive, how would they talk? Yep. It's why they don't say the word immortal, Joe. They use immortal. Yep. Because they don't, it's like as if they, they're so far removed from what we would consider contemporary culture, that they don't even remember the words. Those just are the words now. Again, it's it's that it's that world building. It's those little nuances that build the world that make these movies good. And while there might not be a lot of language in it, it just expands yeah. what it is that you're seeing. It's a audiovisual. Like, I can't figure out whether fang it means fuck it or fight it. I don't or know when they say it. It could I, mean both. I don't even know when they say it. Uh, when when she, uh, the, when the buzzards come out and they're driving east, they're driving east and they go, should we run them into our backup? She goes, no. We fang it just bomp, bomp. And then they all get ready to fight. And they're like, ah! mm. And then also Slit is yelling it um, at some point. He's like, fang it! Fang it! <laughs> and I'm like, what the f- fucking nerd? <laughs> Slit's a nerd. I hate him. Hey, that's Colonel William Stryker. Yes, it is. I realized that just like two seconds ago. I was like, oh my god! That's young Stryker! And Beast is Nux! Yep. Also, the character, to, uh, the actor that plays in Morton Joe is Toe Cutter from the original Mad Men. Who gets messed up in that movie. Yes. But it's not the same. It's not supposed to be the no. same character, but it's, it's the same that, actor. Yeah. But over 30 years later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. That's um, crazy. What else we got to say about this movie? Frank, what else you got to say? <sighs> uh, I mean, that's basically it for when for it comes you? to story stuff. Um, I have a little bit of... Like, I have really stupid gripes, but... I guess we, we can get into we that can, when you guys bring um, up some good stuff. Yeah, Corey, you, you're swinging around a pencil. <laughs> a pen. It's my new wand. Oh, <laughs> thank right. you. Leviosa. Yeah, I'm trying to get the paper up so I don't have to lean over as much yeah, to read it. Um, <laughs> I I really does anybody know the backstory of the silver? Does it actually do anything, or is it just silver paint? See, that's um, the only oh. thing about it. Like the only thing about and I asked this question because the only thing oh, I don't see. like about this movie is that a lot of things aren't explained. Yes, which isn't necessarily mm-hmm. a default, like a problem, but it's the only thing that I always kind of. I think it is kind of explained because they want to. They have to go into Valhalla shiny and shiny and chrome, sure. Because everything's shit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Because everything looks like shit. But apparently, that is a thing in Australia, which is where this takes place. With like alternative people, is what I've heard. Is that they do like huff or something metallic paint or or like spray their mouths with metallic paint like already. Oh. Like now there's people who are doing it. 
So that's how it kind of like okay. got roped into this. Yeah. I believe what they used for the movie was like silver, like cake spray. I like, hope so. Like no, I th- honestly think what they used for the movie was like. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But if it's it's edible, yeah, it tastes bad. But if you look for it on Amazon and read the comments, it's hysterical because they're all quotes from the movies. That's yeah, awesome. True. That's so good. <laughs> Joe, you're back. Thanks. Also, the I don't know if it's intentional or not, but the the silver paint comes off really easily, and it probably shouldn't because it's missing scenes later, like it, from Nux's well, mouth. No, he gets not, sprayed with it like three times in the movie. It's not missing; it's just severely faded. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Because not a lot of time has passed. No, but as the same time, it's, exactly. it's wet. It's wet. It's dry. Like it's stupid dry out. I don't know. If it's supposed to be spray paint, I think it's supposed to be straight up spray paint, like what they're using. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know what the quality of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, you spray. see, they, they most of the time when they pull something out, it looks yeah. like one of those old school perfume sprayers. Yeah, it it's does. like how good does that put something on? What about but they that's made the thing, it like from? You, like, because they had to have made it. There's no, no they, made it, yeah, they yeah. made it. Yeah, and you hear it, you when the, the the again the audio is it sounds like it's spray paint. Yeah, but they're it, also really good at. Doing car stuff, so if they have the technology or the knowledge to hook up nitrous Rebuild oxide, rebuild a car from a wreck, to and, a, and, and, to you, and to use nitrous oxide, mm-hmm. then they have the capability of compressing something mm-hmm. to make it like essentially an aerosol. Another thing I noticed in this last viewing was um, they don't waste anything nope. in this movie. They like don't. when when Max is captured in, in the beginning mm-hmm. and, and they're shaving him. Because he has a long beard and crazy hair, they're saving the hair. Yep, the like, little, little warbler yeah, is just, collecting the hair. Like I don't know what they're using yeah. that for. Who cares? Who cares? But yeah. they're using it for something. Yeah. And another part that I, I didn't catch early on was um, Max's use by the Citadel is as a blood bag, blood bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. blood bag. Yeah. And when he gets freed, he keeps the tubing. Mm-hmm. Like just because he's a drifter, not yeah. the I'm not. He's not thinking, like oh, I definitely have a use for this. He's like I might have a use for this. Like yeah. in this in this world, like you see everything. It's, 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 it's like right up. It's like right up on you, his shoulder yeah. when he gets the back. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. you can mm-hmm. tell during the fight scene between him and Furiosa when he when they survived the storm, they fight with everything. Yes, yeah. she swings the cutters at him. They're they're beating each other with with the fists and the sticks and. The, that wouldn't happen in a regular action no. movie, you know what I'm saying? If the gun went flying, they'd pull another gun. They yeah. wouldn't go at each other with the friggin' with the cleaver, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. It's whatever you can carry. Yeah. It's like when you see a homeless person now and they have a shopping cart full of stuff, it's that minus the shopping cart. Yeah. Exactly. That was actually one of my my biggest takeaways from watching it this time, is the use of literally everything. And on the war rig... Her gas pedal is a shoe sizer. Yes. 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 yes I, I love noticed that, that for the mm-hmm. first time today, and I was like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. They didn't have a gas pedal, so they took something that your foot goes on yeah. and made it a gas pedal. They looted an old footlock. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. The, yeah. the comic book, um, the way the comic book was written, well, let's go into the backstory here, because that's why we're doing it. It's because it has a comic book. Uh, basically, when they were putting this movie together, uh, one of the head writers said, you know, we're doing all the storyboarding. I really think we could do a comic book. And George Miller was like, you know, that's a great idea, but let's just focus on the movie. And he went, cool. So they put the movie out, and then once the movie dropped, George went, did you um, say that comic book nonsense? And he went, yep. They go, 
why don't you put that out? Okay. So the comic books are stories of... I only got them as the trade paperback, so I have them all together. Mm-hmm. But they were they were background stories for Morton Joe, Furiosa, uh, How Max Got His Car, and The War Rig. Like, the story of the creation of The War Rig, because The War Rig is a crazy mishmash of all this shit that they found and then made into this monstrous vehicle. It's got twin engines, it's got a cubby hole, it's got a bunch of doll faces all over it. It's also like a 1964 Chevy body on monster truck tires. Right, it's part... Right a- off the it's, bat, yeah, it's and it's part made APC. into a semi. It's like made yeah. into a semi. It's part uh, military APC. Yeah. It's, it's got all these weird parts because that's what they found. Yes. From watching the other Mad Max movies... A main focal point is Max's car. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy they went away from that. Yes. Because the only line you get from him is like, hey, that's my car after he's they captured. take everything from me. They even took my car. Exactly. So, like, the original three Mad Max movies is, is their car movies. Because right. they really focus on that. I think, like, if you, if you find a list online of, like, the top ten movie cars, that's on it. Yeah. I'm very happy. The rest of them are... Fast and Furious, though. <laughs> yeah, very. And the Batmobile. Yeah. One Batmobile, Mad Max, and the Fast and Furious. Okay. The We're forgetting the generally and whatever but the name of the car. Film. He said film, so I just automatically... Well, if it didn't make a Duke. Oh, God. Starsky and Hutch. Come on. Um, the, um... Knight Rider. Oh, what is that called? doesn't have a movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shit. Well, it's still film. Something is it, though? I mean, it's TV and film. Smokey and the Bandit, that car. Smokey and the Bandit. T-Tops, baby. Yeah, that's a car. We just got way off the rails. Sorry. Yes, Joe! Speaking of cars, one of the most valuable commodities in this world is a steering wheel that will fit into any car whenever you find it. Well, yeah, they they make them that way. Well, obviously, but it's just... That's the... That's, like, the priority. Like, when he leaves... Mm-hmm. In the in the scene at night, yep. mm-hmm. and then comes back five minutes later after laying waste mm-hmm. to everyone. He's just Covered in blood. holding out the steering wheel, like I got the gold, guys. Well, that's definitely not the gold. That was a bonus, if at best they needed it because they were using a wrench. I mean, for the yeah. war rig, and he brings back a shoe for Nux because he was barefoot. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> cute. Yeah, he does bring back a shoe for Nux because he was wearing. He's actually wearing one of his own shoes and one of Nux's boots. Right. Yeah. That's actually the funniest scene when he gets his jacket back from Nux. He puts it on and he just, boom, slams him in the chest and lays him out. But it's, it, it, I think the, the funny part of that scene is, is Nux's response. Oh, you can ask Morton Joe for anything. Oh, you want your my jacket? Joke. My joke. I need my coat back. My jacket. Really? That's, that's what you want? <laughs> Whack. You oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> actually, one of the stories is about Nux. I forgot. Right. There is, a sto- there is the origin story of Nux. Nux is one of my favorite characters. Oh, of like course. his transformation, yep. like he goes through the biggest transformation of, of anyone in the movie. He's so fun to He's watch. He's the only one who transforms really, except for Max a little bit. Right. Well, because well, Max is haunted by the people he couldn't save. Right. And then he overcomes that later on. But Nux, man, he's going for a dying for himself for a bullshit cause to sacrificing himself for other people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 watching the death of everything he's ever known. To come into a society, uh, you know, to try to be a person, like he—he's been battle fodder his entire life, and now he's trying to be an yeah. actual human being. Right. But he was so happy being battle fodder. Yes, he was. A lot of them were, obviously. Yeah. That's that's the way a cult works. All right. This is my this is my first time seeing the movie. I know you guys have all seen it multiple times. So many. The first time you <laughs> saw the movie, did you think there was a Nux double cross going to happen? 
Because I, I saw it coming. No. I figured it was no. going to happen. No, because he already double-crossed them. Well, he already, like... He was the first one there. They 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 meet up with them again. He tries to get the war rig. He gets on the back. Gets thrown off. Gets on when Morton Joe tosses him on. And after that, I was like, he's done. He They can't do anything more with him. The reason I thought that the double cross wasn't going to happen, I, I, I thought of two reasons. Because it, it seemed that he heard Immortan Joe say mediocre. Oh, he did. Oh, he definitely did. So, like, there's that. So, he's crushed. He's crushed now. And he was planning on just sitting in that, like, in that little hole in the back there and just dying. And then the girls, whom I assume he's never even thought about touching a woman before at this point, is now showing him affection. Mm. So, like, that is just... giving him some looks. So I think that that, like, that plays a, a big role in it, too. Because he doesn't seem old. Like, I don't know what early age 20. Nux is supposed to be at 20, this point. I would yeah, say. Early 20s. Yeah. Early 20s? Never been with a girl? Well, well, the, the world section, well there's... You're right, but that's what I'm saying. Now that you shortage. do... Yeah, you're right, but now that uh, there is one that well, does... Like, I mean, come on. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say, based on the produce that Joe produces, and the fact that he's got milkers... He's going to need to keep those milkers pregnant, so I'm imagining that the war boys do have something to do with the milkers, but those girls were specially treated, they were kept in her medically sealed dome, away from everyone, only very few people saw them, and that was before they got the, the chastity belts on them, Right. because the chastity belts went on them because someone got a little too frisky and his name is Rictus, <laughs> <laughs> and then when the chastity belts got put on, then Furiosa was sent out. Because Furiosa was their bodyguard until Rictus got involved. Fun fact, that is all coming from comic books. Yep, that's all. That that None of this you would be able to ascertain you, via the movie. Right, but you would be able to ascertain a relationship based on how he dealt with Cheeto. Yeah. Well, you're Rictus! And he was like, oh, okay! <laughs> there, there, there's... You can, you, can, you can assume some information based off of the way that Rictus interacts with mm-hmm. the, the breeders and the way that and the fact that you actually physically see the chastity belts and you know that they're in like a, a, a fucking bank safe so there's only certain people that Immortan Joe would let anywhere near there one of my questions that I have watching this movie is Furiosa's arm like do you think she lost that in a mission or do you think she was born that way no I think she was taken probably as, like because she was going to become a breeder something happened Lost her arm, no longer perfect. Works her way up to in the War Wars to be the driver of the War Rig. That's oh, yeah, I think she lost it. I don't think she was born that way. Okay, yeah, because that mechanical arm is really yeah. I, I suspend that badass. disbelief because it's insanity. Because we don't even have that technology now, right? So I just let that go. It doesn't do much. It just really it doesn't do much. But she still uses it almost as well as an arm, right? Yeah. That's why I think it's happened for a long time ago. Right. So kind of makes me think she was born that way. I but mean, she just overcame it, was taken, and caught a Morton Joe's eye. Yeah. I mean, he, he never says that she's like his only female imperator, but she's definitely an important one because he let her guard the wives for so long. Right. Because he could trust her and not impregnate them because um, they Physics. know how biology works. I also love the way they call the doctor an organic. I don't know if anyone catches that, but they call him an organic because it's like a mechanic, except he deals with people who have organs, and I think that's <laughs> awesome. That's actually a really good one. Organic. 
Hitch up the blood bag. Righto. He's also uh, doubles as a tattoo artist on the weekends. Mm. Yeah, no, I love the tattoo yeah. he gives. Um, if anyone is interested, Google search Max's tattoo and just read what he writes. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. You only really get time to like focus on the yeah. words universal yeah. donor, but yeah, if you yeah, actually universal read donor it, and typo negative. Good. Yep. Yeah. What'd you say, Frank? I'm sorry. It's just like medical information. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, well, it's 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 just that piece of medical information, and then just a bunch of other bullshit like found in the wasteland. He's a feral, yeah. crazy guy. Blah blah blah. He's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> I don't know how they found that out. I don't know how they found out that he's o, ne- o, o positive, o negative, whatever it is. It's the universal donor is. It's How? a reasonably simple test. See, when they picked him up, he was wearing one of those bracelets you get from the hospital. Ah, yeah. uh, there it is. It's a reasonably simple test with a couple chemicals. Right. You can imagine that... They have it. Joe has always been... Joe's focus has always been using everything mm-hmm. that you can. So this whole, like, use of people... Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure the people eater got his name because at one point they were eating people before they got food again. Okay. But I think he stuck with that and then took it to gas down with him. But, um, so, he's been using live people for blood for a while, so he definitely had a way of doing it. I know there's a way, I haven't been in biology in a very long time, so I couldn't tell you, and I'm not looking it up now. It's all about Punnett squares. <laughs> I think it is about, that's good, Joe. Yeah, true. If you're a scientist, write us at... <laughs> cthpodcast.gmail.com Ding, ding, ding. Go. Um, there's so much more that we can... We can do, but I would love to just talk about a Morton Joe's like. Oh, uh, I'm forever. sure, but I'm actually going to jump into um, the only thing I have on my fancy sheet here. That's a gripe because okay. I know it's not going to be a gripe across the table. Mm-hmm. One of the things I can easily do with this movie is suspend disbelief for a lot of the things and just logic in general because wasteland. You know, I get it, but. This time especially, it jumped out at me, and it bothered me the entire goddamn movie. How does she make the deal for the guzzling? How does she do it? Cell phones. Texting. Texting. No, okay. The war rig has been hers for a while. Yes, and that war rig goes from the Citadel to Watertown to the Bullet Farm and back. So That is it. Because the minute she goes off-road with the war rig... What's his face? The weird little brother's like it's all for like. There's no way. And then are we to assume that if she had just unplugged the guzzling, that the guys in the motorcycles wouldn't have followed her? No. I mean that was the deal. Send a raven. Then she should. Then oh, she did send a raven. He got it. He sent. She sent a raven. Ah, fuck me. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this whole thing is over because they'll have water soon. Exactly. I'm going to go to sequel. I want to, see what, I want to see what sequel has to say first. You're assuming the buzzards just stay in the wasteland. I mean, they have a city. We know that. Right. So they probably travel around. It, I mean... But they weren't... How do they get that close to an Imperita? It's a wasteland. I mean... Word of mouth. Maybe. I don't know. It's, in, it's my biggest problem. People make deals in movies all the time. Like, there's got to be a way for two people to communicate. I don't know. It's... It's nothing to me. I mean, she made the deal. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah. Deal or no deal. Yeah. Okay, in the comic, uh, when Man Max gets his car, it's lacking an engine. So he hears about a fight going on at Gastown. Uh, winner takes all. It's a big block Hemi 8 V8 engine. That's, that's what he wants for his car. It's what he needs. So he goes and answers the fight. The fight is in, like, a, an amnesty zone. There's all sorts of people there. There's a buzzard there. And you get to see these buzzards outside of their spiky cars. Hmm. 
and he looks like a goddamn samurai, but in metal, spiky, disgusting armor. Um, so needless to say, Max wins. Takes the, the thing, builds whatever. So it begs the question, if Furiosa is taking the war rig back and forth to Gastown, and Gastown has had other people, specifically buzzards, who are a problem there in the past, then the Rock Riders may have at one point gone to Gastown, which is why they've had gas and then needed it for less than they were getting for it, guess how. Did they bang? Of course. Go. Fine. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, no. Good pull, pulling in from the stuff that happens after the fact mm-hmm. in these comic books, mm-hmm. which is technically before the fact, yeah. wibbly wobbly. Problem being, this movie does such a, a horrific job at giving backstory. Uh-huh. That you would never even consider that. Okay, so now again, I don't mind the fact that it ju- it's like literally Mad Max eats a two-headed lizard, gets caught by Warboys, shaved head, movies off and going, and we don't know shit about behind the scenes. Fine, I am totally fine with that. But again, unless you go and you read that stuff, you're never going to be able to ascertain that information. So it's like. It's just hard to... It's like a point in the movie where it's like, this is a pivotal point in the movie. It's like making an ultimate edition of a movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, it isn't. It's just a book instead. No. Okay, with, so... I would agree with that, Grant, by the way. If Furiosa said, I have a deal. I met the Rock Rider chief at Gastown at a mixer. He bought me a martini. We got to talking. He's if simulating she had said driving, that, by the way. For yeah. those who can't see, he was Sorry. simulating that he was Which driving. Which of all of them? <laughs> if I, if, if that had happened, that would have made us. you feel better. No, no, and I—that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I don't have a problem with that being the case, and I don't have a problem with us not knowing it. Right. I wish that it had just been if it's shown us the gathering or like that or something, or, or even or even just a not even bother. Just be like, this is hostile territory. I'm going to try to give them some gas and hope for the best. Okay. That would have even been better for me. Okay. I made a deal is rough if you don't think that that Furiosa ever got to leave. But you're right. She probably did, so that's yeah. probably what happened. I mean, I think it's more of a reach to think these people of these different societies don't interact. Well, clearly they do. They trade with each other. Exactly. So they have so somehow. If she's on a supply Well, the three run, of them definitely do. Yeah. So if she's on a supply run, I mean... The only way to identify a buzzard is by, like, their vehicle. Mm-hmm. It could be buzzards infiltrating camps, trying to get information. they got to get gas somewhere. they got to get bullets from somewhere. Mm-hmm. She, she has a, many opportunities to interact. It's true. I mean, even just the, the, the simple idea of those that, that triangle three of Citadel, Bullet Farm, Gas Town, just that simple triangle is, like, the big three, and then all these other little... War parties have their own little niche dug out, and mm-hmm. they they do. They have to go to these places to get things somehow. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. And at one of those points, happenstance crosses, boom, there it is. Okay, fine. But the fact that this movie jumps in so headlong so early, it makes it hard to keep up. And that, I think, might be one of Frank's problems. I don't want to speak for right. you, but that, that nailed it. I mean, I can see that being the problem. I I personally just didn't see a problem with her, who obviously she goes out because he says, I'm sending out again my Imperator Furiosa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see a problem with her meeting these assholes on motorcycles and saying, hey, 
how's your fuel? And they go, eh. <laughs> They're dirt bikes. Get that shit right. Yeah, get it right. I mean, are they 100% dirt bikes? Learn this shit. Mm, <laughs> yeah. You won't know, because that sh- he's got horns, motherfucker. You're right. <laughs> and dreadlocks for no reason. <laughs> Dreadlocks are great. My yeah, main question good. for you is, where would you have included that in the movie with the movie still flowing the way it flows? Because the flow of this movie is perfect to me. Yeah. Yeah. The flow of the movie is is so close to perfect. You're right. But that's because... And, and, the, and they jump headlong, right? So let's say that they extended, you know, weird... Like that weird, like, flashing thing where you see Infuriosa at a town that we don't know meeting a buzzard. And then... A flash of something else, and then opens up to Max. Instead, they just open up to Max. It's the lack of backstory. It's what it comes down to. The only problem I had with this movie when it first came out was lack of backstory. And I appreciate it. I love this movie. I don't want to sound like I don't love this movie. I'm just picking apart the one thing that I know I can pick apart. Just personally, I have no gripes, so I'm Mm -hmm. jumping on all your gripes. That's fine. (laughs) That's fair. I only came up with a gripe because I felt like I had to, and that's the one I could come up with. Don't have to. Uh, Don't have to. I mean, I didn't come up with any gripes. I can't even say it. You can't even say it. In our contracts, it doesn't say must come up with a gripe. No, but I think that... Gripes gripes appreciated is what it says. Unlike Fox News, we're actually fair and balanced. There it is. Joe, give it to me. I actually, I was just going to say, I agree with your point. One of the things this movie doesn't do really, really great is work as a self-contained story within itself. It feels like we're starting in the middle and then it ends. Like, it just feels like we jump in, like, a chapter eight in the book as opposed to starting the beginning. Yeah. Which, not necessarily is a problem, but I can understand why that would be annoying. I certainly wanted a little bit more backstory myself. As I do with movies. Either one of you. <laughs> My point to that is, this is the fourth movie. This not an origin story. Go with it. I know. It's not, I, don't, I don't want an origin. <laughs> I wasn't expecting an origin. It, no, it's the fo- it's the fourth in the but series. We should watch the other one. So I mean, I don't think they have to come up with the backstory. The world's been created. This is where we are now, and they kind of explain what's going on if if you're paying attention to it, which is. Tough to do on the initial viewing, because the dialogue is so few and far between. There's just so much action happening, so much fire. It's a lot to process. And there's a lot of explosions. There's so much explosions. And, and yeah. seeing it... A lot of guitar. And seeing it, like, oh, five, so six, seven, eight times, you, you yeah. pick up on more and more and more. So I, I understand. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't... There is a backstory. you got to find it, but there is one. Yeah. And I think this movie is meant for multiple viewings. Right? Mm-hmm. It lends itself to that. Most I'm high sure it'll definitely become more clear upon multiple viewings. Definitely. Yeah. I think most high-paced action movies require multiple viewings. Well, well-made right. high-paced <laughs> yeah. action yes. movies. Because the, the crappy ones, you just want what burn. backstory? <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie, um, yes, I, I will say that it comes in at a middle point, but honestly, it is a contained story in itself. It is the story of Furiosa trying to start something better than what she has. Or the story of how Max helped Furiosa take over the story. Right, right, exactly. But but that's the, the important part. How, have Max help her. Max is just like a side note. How Max came over his... got over his personal demons. For, for now. 
For now. Yeah. Or, you know, thank God he still had those demons, because if not, he would never have put his hand there and he'd be dead. Right. True. That and was by the way, awesome. that my, I love that. My hand there, I meant hand to the forehead. Yeah, when he starts putting his hand to the forehead, because <laughs> the little girl keeps shooting her hand up. Um, which I think that's the little girl that he deals with in the comic book. Probably. That would make sense. I was looking for the necklace, which was a big deal in that that comic, but I also like the way you find out that the buzzards eat moths. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Well, there's, oh, a lot, okay. there's a lot of insect Everyone eats eating. bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Nux yeah. seemed very happy about it. Was oh, that yeah. a beetle or a spider? There's a beetle. Beetle, beetle right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely had six, not eight. Joe. <laughs> well, we just touched on that it's most definitely Furiosa's story and not Max's. Yes. <laughs> it's just really confusing because they use Max as the framing narrator. He's yep. in the beginning, he's in the end, it's not his story. Nope. It's just an interesting... Yeah, no, it's I understand it's, it's, it's a Mad yeah. Max movie... It's just, like, why not show me more Furiosa? Why not have her start the adventure? True. If you... Again, if this is all about Max saving a bunch of damsels in distress, this movie would have been destroyed by Hollywood, by critics, by by everybody. Mm-hmm. And this movie does such a great job. Furiosa is a main part of it. It's Max's story and Furiosa's story. Like, so you don't know, argue it's Furiosa's story. You know Max, Max is, is along for the ride. But you know Max's backstory. You know what he's all about. He's trying to overcome his... Well, if, you, if you're familiar with the franchise, you do. And, you know, he makes a point of saying, of, of the opening scene, he's trying to overcome his personal demons. He's seeing flashes of the people mm-hmm. he could not save. And he's done saving people. But because he's thrown into the circumstance, he's in a position where he can save people again. Yeah. Furiosa is captaining the sh- being the captain of the ship, so to speak, mm-hmm. and and executing this mission. But she she can't pull it off without Max. Yeah, she can't pull off that intensive mission with only one person that actually knows how the well, one works. useful person. Like yeah. Yeah. if you watch, she was going to. That was her entire plan, right? Because yeah. she thought she wasn't going to have as much problem. Like she said, I got unlucky. That is true. I don't know how you... No, no, you don't get unlucky. You got stupid. You did not think this plan through. I'm going to make a plan with these guys for gas, and I'm going to somehow manage to go away from the Bullet Farm and Gas Town, and nobody's going to notice. Are you stupid? Well, it's her her one shot. Yeah. (laughs) One shot or otherwise, come up with something better. You you saw how many guys she... Or or have a contingency. Have a contingency plan. She's got... No time, really, right? Because um, one of the wives looks like she's about to pop. Yeah, that's she's true. about to give birth to the heir. That's true. Goes. So she has to. Yeah, she, she took her chance. She had her window and she took it. Like that's fine. I, I the plan just isn't all there, and that's fine. If the plan was all there, this movie would have been boring as hell. Boring as hell. That, Not to mention, for the plan to have worked, there would have needed to be a green place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that in and of itself yeah. is problematic. No one makes a movie about a plan that just works. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unless it's an ocean's movie. Back to this Got being Furious. <laughs> back to this being Furious' story. Like if you if this movie is very similar to Road Warrior from the original trilogy, it's a different group of people. They have their own plan. Max's is there. Like that's how like Mad Max movies kind of go. Mm-hmm. Like it fits because he never wants to be part of anything. No, again, but he just ends up getting roped in because he is a good person. He's the loner. He's in a circumstance. He's following his own moral compass, and his moral compass is pointing to them. I have to fight for them. I have mm-hmm. to help them, and it's also best for him. Like he's kind of being selfish, so to speak. Like, I mean, yeah, they have access to resources that he 
needs. Exactly. Yeah. So he, you know, he's trying to further himself. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Max is a wandering samurai. That is my point. <laughs> he's a Roman. <laughs> is anybody at least a little bit sad that we don't get to see him wreck that bullet farm convoy? I was so upset. Granted... That would have cost too much money. <laughs> it may have cost too much money, and it would have taken away from the fact that this really is Furios's story. Right, that's why I... W- yeah, that's th- why th- when that happened, shadows. everything was cemented for me, where I was like, oh my god, Max is a side note. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I have a friend who was a went to college for film and huge film critic type person, and he despises when people say that this is a a movie about Furiosa, not because it isn't a movie, movie about Furiosa, but because her name isn't in the title. That you had to use the word Bad Max. So, like, to perpetuate this, that, and the other. He really got too far into it. But, if you really do watch it, it just is a mm-hmm. Furiosa story, which is phenomenal. My point being, nevertheless, the one scene that they didn't show us in graphic detail is the one scene I really wish they had. And that's Max going up Murking the bullet farmer, murking all of those guys. The bullet farmer would have been the easiest one. That's yeah. the crazy part. He wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have take. Any, save him for the end. He can't see me, yeah, and I'm yeah. quiet. But Except he's got two assault rifles. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably what helped him out. He probably made a bunch of noise, held a bunch of the guys in front of him, ran to the side, popped him in the head. Next thing you know, he's got a steering wheel and a bunch of guns. Mm-hmm. Good on him. A lot of guns. So many guns. And why did he wash himself in mother's milk? Because he, wanted to, because he wanted to wash himself off of the blood. He is something that what wasn't is this? poison. Mother's milk. Okay. Plus, you know, water's hard to come by. And but they have a whole tanker of it. Hey, man, it's, he looked like he hasn't had a sip of water in a long, long time before he, <laughs> he gets his hand got, on that hose. He That's got true. Really he's got a lick in his lips. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I don't think we see Max, like, other than the, uh, the people eater. I guess he's responsible for his death. He doesn't kill anyone major or important. Mm. Nux kills Rictus. Yep. Friosa kills and Morton Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else important that. Furiosa technically Furiosa bl- blinds the bullet farmer. Yeah, Furiosa blinds the bullet farmer. So he kills the bullet farmer, but she does something on screen. Mm. We don't see him kill the bullet farmer. Yeah, he kills all the grunts. Um, How does Rictus? Rictus is pulls off the top of one of the twin engines, and, uh, and, and then Nux the wheel into the. That's when Nux dies. That's right. That's his shining witness um, moment. He goes, "Witness me," which is the only time I didn't hate someone saying that in that movie. Uh, I, I, love, super I loved it every time, especially in the beginning when he's like, "Witness!" <laughs> he's just falling to his death. I was like, "Dude, no one gives a fuck about you." But everybody's yelling it. That's yeah, what's yeah, crazy. Slip, is such a, Slip was such a dick when he was like, "Mediocre Morzov." It's like, dude, he just took three crossbow bolts, sprayed shit in his mouth, grabbed two exploding spears, jumped off the fucking back of the parapet onto a vehicle, and you threw your spear in just so you could say, "Yeah, that was okay, Dick." But I really did it. Mm-hmm. Go. We got to bring up the Doof Warrior. Oh, <laughs> Doof is the best. Because he has the best name? Yeah. Which one is Doof for you? He's the blind guitarist. I hate oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, I know oh, yeah. It's so fucking dumb. It's not... Oh, it's awesome. It has it's a not, point. It does have a point. What's the point? <laughs> there's no music. There's... It's... They music. love radios. It's no, music. Right. It's... That's it's, an, they soundtrack. have the drummers. 
Yeah, well, he's playing the guitar. He's the playing guitar. with he's, the drummer. He's, he's playing with the guitar. You have it's to intimidating as his fuck. Flamethrower is a little yeah. bit of a waste. You of have to think but about so cool. You have to you have think about how it's based on Viking culture. Yeah. Yeah. Vikings so had music when they were moving. They're on. They're on the warpath. They're gonna have music. Revolutionary War. Yeah, drummer yeah. boys. Drummer and, boys. A fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the drums I can understand. Well, I mean, even as as I can. S- classic, classic war tactics says bugles and fights were very popular and very necessary. Right. Once smoke covers a battlefield, you need a bugle to tell them which way to go. But it was a great. <laughs> there it is. Um, I love. I loved it. I, I, loved I thought it. it was cool because when they weren't driving, when the cars were off, mm-hmm. when the music wouldn't have been playing, he was sitting there sleeping. They start turning on the cars. He starts rocking out. <laughs> Granted, the flame the flamethrower is ridiculous. Yes, but, but it's, awesome. it's intimidating though. It's awesome. And, and the thing is, none of this those three groups, those three main groups that form that alliance, yeah, don't have to worry about any of those three things. They can waste bullets because yeah. they can make them. They have a supposedly full aquifer, which is a shitload of water. It's an entire ocean of fresh water underground. And they have an oil refinery, which means they probably have a lot of oil. Yep. So they won't have to worry about it as much. Not to mention they're taking whatever gas they find when they find it. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem with the Doof Warrior had he used the guitar for any other purpose. Like, amongst his guitar shredding... Yeah. <laughs> if he'd used the flamethrower to, I don't know, flamethrower, do like, some damage and help it out. Was, it was more of an because he can multitask. He can yeah. do both. Yeah, but he was. I just ne- felt like he was a he was only in combat that. because Max happened to find himself on that. Yes, thing. and he was worthless in combat. <laughs> yes, he was because he, he was blind. Right, you don't know if he's signaling. I mean, if you're in this world and you want to take on the Citadel, right, and you you they're coming after you, you're coming after them, and you see that. You're not going to pause and be like, what the hell is that thing? And that pause, you're dead, right? Yep. Because you're, you're in a battle. It's it's totally a power play and intimidation yep. move. And Morton Joe is a military leader. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the tactic only works once, though. Once you see it, you realize it's there. Yeah, but you're, you're already dead. Yes. You're already it doesn't dead. matter. That's it. But he was there the entire movie. But yeah, he's, they're <laughs> they're going after people that know he, that know he exists. Also right? true. That's he's part so of the, why is he? That's part and of the they only see him that last time. Right. He never catches up with them until they're heading back towards the citadel. That's not true. I'm pretty sure they. You can see him in the distance in almost all of the. Yeah, because he's like the. Yeah, but you can see him in the distance. Oh, okay. Furthermore, if if that if, if in fact. He's there as an intimidation power play move, and he's been used like that before. For Morton Joe to be like, get the amps out, and then to hook up like the, that amplifier rig, all of those war boys now know that shit is fucking real. Like they all knew it was real when they found out that the breeders were taken, but to see that come out mm-hmm. too, now they know how real well, it that is. That was actually what happened. Yeah, you start hearing the drums, and the Nux is sitting there like getting a blood transfusion because he's dying. And he's like, drums? What the fuck? Not the drums. And then everyone starts running. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, shit. We're we're out. We're doing this. It's happening now. Because they were low. You saw them lowering the rig. Lowering the the, the bard rig. I don't know what the fuck. He was a bard. Yeah. Oh, he's 100% a bard. Plus, for me, every time he's on screen, (laughs) I I chuckle. I smile. I I like... It's a cool visual effect. It's, It's just... 
It's awesome so to me. I it's so ridiculous. You can't not love it. Exactly. I, I don't see. I'm like, wow, that's really stupid, and hate it. Like, I mean, I it, didn't initially. <laughs> I feel like it was overused because the first the first time or two, it's like it's novel. Like I was like, yeah, that's okay. I get it. The supply and the music for the movie, and it, I get it. But yeah. just like every single scene, I get it. You guys are chasing him. The guy on the front of your war rig or whatever plays guitar. Okay. Is there any other music though? Is there anything else? I don't. There, I can't. There, I'm pretty sure there is. Is there other music? There's at least drumming. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely drumming. At least. Okay. okay. So I'm trying to think of like when they actually get away. And they get through the what was the green place and find um, the many mothers. There's silence, right? Yeah. There's like ambient, like mm-hmm. world sound, but no actual music. <laughs> no, there's no music. It is the only music, which at least they committed to the bit, so to speak. Oh yeah. Like it was like it was a good bit, and they committed to it. Like so it's do not something like that ridiculous. I hope you commit to. It. <laughs> yeah, but like it's easy for them to have done that, and then like. Then piano. Yeah, and then like do like a weird piano thing when Matt. And then they find a piano bar on their way back. <laughs> like when on Matt's the back like, of the truck, there's yeah. a guy playing piano. <laughs> Billy Joel, <laughs> I'm here. Little soft jazz as they're about to cross the sea. Um, you know what I mean? Like at least it's not they didn't like just put the regular soundtrack music when Max is giving like the big speech about going across the ocean is is useless. We might as well go back to the citadel. Time seemed time didn't make sense to me. Why? So there was they drove right forever. Right. A night happened. Right. Right. It's right. about three days. Okay. Right. So at some point, a Morton Joe just gives up and is like, "Now nah, we'll wait for them to come back this way." No, He's he just was sitting there. No, he was mourning. He was right. he was devastated. He had a perfect male child, which is exactly what he wanted. It died. She died. He lost the wives. He was done. He lost the bull farmer. He was just trying to figure out what the fuck he was doing. Then when they came through, he's like, oh shit, you have to think about how old he is. He was in the old world. He's old as hell. Yeah, I guess. That That part... Sorry. No, no, go. It's just, I didn't see... There was the one night. It should have been, like, two nights, or... They should have, like, been driving a little bit at night, and then the next thing... At least three days. That part, too, with with the, uh... The death of his unborn child. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line in the movie. When he's Rick like, Rick, you had, had a baby brother. brother. And he was perfect. Rick is like, I had a baby brother! <laughs> and he was perfect! <laughs> he's so proud. Yeah. Because something is perfect, and it was almost it was, his. It, yeah. was, it was part of his family. Yeah. Or it could have been part of his family. And, like, nothing is perfect in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's thing. on oxygen. Yes. Him, his brother, and his father are all on oxygen. Or or at least better so air. If it's pure oxygen yeah. than they are. Is that why he's the only one that looks okay? Rictus? Yeah. Rictus, because he's giant. He just yeah. yeah, but he's got the mind muscle. of a child. Right. I mean, yeah, he's, sure. He's, he's yes. mentally dim. Yeah. But I like when he's when Anhara's first captured and he's just got the minigun and he's just shooting it into yeah. the air mm-hmm. and just... Ah! <laughs> I was dying when I said, I was like, oh my god, he's just shooting bullets and right. nothing for he's, no reason. He's shooting at them and they're miles and miles away. Well, he's not even shooting at them. He's shooting his deer. He's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> just to get, because that's how they are. They're like, yeah. barbaric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's so good. I feel like I, I don't have anything good to say because I just went back and forth. <laughs> I have no gripes, so 
That's. I mean, <laughs> I wrote the only thing that I could possibly. Consider I have one last gripe. Yes, Joe, give it to us. We got more to talk about. All right, uh, <laughs> just because I get it, Nux was dying, needed blood transfusion, and then he's like, "Hook the blood bag up to the car. I'll bring him with us." And then all of a sudden, the rest of the movie is not hooked up to him. He's fine. Well, he well, got a transfusion for X amount of hours. I assumed he was like on death's doorstep. He just yeah. needed quote death's doorstep. Yeah, I mean, died. yeah. At the end of his half life, which yeah, doesn't understand okay. what it means. He, yeah. Let's just say he has leukemia or something, right? Wow. It makes so sense. He's, he's not bald. doing well. Wow. You know, he's so Killed they give him a blood transfusion for five hours. That's a lot. Yeah, so Max then dies because he doesn't have enough blood to survive. <laughs> exactly. So, so he's suspended, where it is. So we suspend the disbelief that they're both alive, because this is ridiculous, and they both last another day and a half, because that's all that happened. And it's, also, Max's strength is all there. Feral blood. Okay, well, yeah. he's feral crazy blood filling him up. So You assume it's all there. He nope. could have been at 80% the whole time. Yeah, never exactly. Really Max could have been at 80 You imagine <laughs> Max at 100%. <laughs> Max also needs to have enough blood left in him to give another... Transfusion to Furiosa. Like three days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't handle Max at 100%. <laughs> I don't think we're ready for that. Yeah. I mean... Next movie, let's... You have to understand also how blood transfusion happen, works like that. It's not going at the same speed it does when you do it at the hospital. Yeah. Because it's... It's not... It's actually just gravity a, yeah, kind of pumping it's, through It's it. not even just... It's not even gravity. I think it's more just the pump of blood. Yeah, it's actually the ha- yeah. heart having to pump. Because when he was hung, that was gravity. But then after that, it was kind of just the pump of his heart mm-hmm. going through the going through the tube. He said he only needed a topper. He got yeah, he only needs a topper. Yeah, it. exactly. High high octane blood filling him up. Boom. And then he freaking skulled slit in the face because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just promoted myself. I have his shoe. I have Shut a blood up. bag's boot. Shut up. If you can't stand, you can't do war. Oh, God. Some of the best lines are said by Slit, though. <laughs> if you can't stand, you can't do war. And traded, like, yep. you traded him. Like, He's the easily the best looking that, character, yeah. too. Slit? Yeah. I'd be a war boy for Halloween. I don't know. Pull it off, Pull girl. Off. Those, no, those, <laughs> those, like, hardcore what looked to be, like, industrial staples on each side. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. On, like, like, his Joker smile, uh uh-uh. There's nothing that looks cooler in this movie, Mm person-wise. Max looks like a human, whatever. And Morton Joe has got the face mask Um, thing. Challenge Furious' arm. Furious? No, you're right. Furious' arm is That is the most badass thing in this movie. Yeah, pretty badass. It's amazing. I like the, I like the the kukri that that Max brings to to murder the bullet farmer with. He just pulls it out. I'm like, has that been there the whole goddamn time and we haven't used it yet? I feel like you're the fight it. scene at the rig when she gets the hidden pistol is amazing. There's one in the chamber. She's got it yeah. to his head. He spins his head so the bullet goes out. He sends the clip flying, and I'm like, oh my god. Nobody thinks about this in a gunfight. This is amazing. And then they're team. fighting over an empty gun. He gets the clip in, and he friggin' uh, he uh, he racks it on his boot, no, which is amazing. No, 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 no. no. He doesn't Nux, rack it. Nux, no, 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 no. Nux puts the pistol he down. He has to put it in the he chamber. He puts the clip in, and he racks it. Oh, oh, right. oh sorry, yes, he yes. He racks it on his boot, and then he goes bang, bang, bang. That was cool. That was old. I would argue the, the last... Part of the chase, the final action sequence with yeah. the uh, war boys on the poles. Oh, the pole cats! That is 
by far, for me personally, the best action sequence I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, see, those are Polecats, yeah. not War Boys. But again, you're yeah. moving at such like a high yeah, rate no, it's speed. crazy. And you see the, the the like the bed engine blocks on the <laughs> to be the counterweight. It's right. so funny. And what, what what's yeah. their purpose outside of trying to re kidnap breeders? Because I'm not seeing any any other use in war for those things. Well, well not cool. That. They're Robert, cool as hell. They're, grenades, they're all raiders. Maybe. They're yeah. all raiders. I mean, they, oh, okay. Like in the yeah, beginning, right. you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, raid parties, raiding parties. You're right. There are more than just raid. I love the I love the exploding javelins. No, the, the, like yeah, the exploding the, javelins, the war boys use are awesome. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Frank, you haven't talked in a while. You got anything? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I mean, touched a lot of it. Fuck this movie. You guys touched a lot of it, but <laughs> I'm ready to rate this sucker. I don't know about you guys. I'm good. Uh, I'm going to try a new thing now. It's called Uh-oh. explaining the rating system because some people probably listen to this for the first time and don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Truth. Okay, yeah. How it works is here at ZTH, we're going to rate movies based on Infinity Stones. So we're going to give it a number from one Infinity Stone being the worst to six Infinity Stones being the highest. Wow. And then a gauntlet can also be added to the six Infinity Stones really at the rater's discretion. That. You can go half because I gave Turtles a half. A shard. Yeah. yeah. And we round up to one here. <laughs> I'm not rounding that piece of shit up. <laughs> what did you give half? Turtles. Oh. So the raider will give it a score of half a stone, <laughs> which I will turn into one stone, to six stones. <laughs> and that's how it works, just so you know. And uh, take it away. Let's go to sequel. I'm glad you called on me first. You raised your hand. <laughs> I did raise my hand. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers! Hold the curtain back. The care that went into this movie, the world that George Miller creates, the fact that it took over two years for them to edit this movie together. I loved it. It was my favorite film of 2015. And there was a lot of good movies in 2015. Star Wars, Spotlight won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I really like Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Rocky fan. The Creed movie came out. This blew them all out of the water. And I am proud to give the first six-stone rating (laughs) to Mad Max Fury Road. I have no gripes. I love it. I love the action. It gets better every time I watch it. Six stones. Well, we can go home, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good night. This has been CTH Podcast. Find us on Twitter. All the credits. Joe, go next. I'll go. All right, I'll go next. I need to view this, see this movie a couple more times mm. to fully grasp all the subtle nuances of it. I, I guess, can lend you the comic book if you read it, if you want to read it. Maybe. Okay. Um, like I said, though, this is a very technically sound film. It's really well made. I can't really comment on the acting. I mean, the non-verbal acting is good, but the dialogue is almost non-existent. It's irrelevant. Slight cons we already touched on. Otherwise, I feel like this movie could have been shot in like almost one take. That's how little the scene changes, and how though I guess that's a testament to how well it is shot. It's a little simple in the plot, but aside from that, it's it's a really. I had fun watching it. The time flew by. I'm definitely gonna check it out at least one more time in the near, very near future. So I'm gonna give this movie five stones. Whoa! Five stones from Joe. It's <laughs> not that hard to do. <laughs> Joe's uh, a cheap date, is what he said. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I I enjoyed it, and obviously not as much as the three of you, not oh. Frank, but <laughs> <laughs> not Frank. <laughs> All right, let's go to 
Matt next, because he put me on the spot. Oh, wow. I was just going to go around from there. But, uh, okay, so I watched this movie a lot. When I went to Berlin for work and I was in my hotel, I would put this movie on. I've watched it at work many times. I've watched it at home many times. I made my wife and her family watch it, and they actually enjoyed it. Uh, I could not, in good conscience, leave this podcast studio without giving it six stones. Sequel and I are fist pumping because <laughs> we agree that it's a fantastic movie. I've listened to the score on YouTube a bunch of times. I haven't bought it because I forget to buy it all the time. Wait, is the score just a doof warrior? No, it's not just a doof warrior, but <laughs> it's a lot of him. I, I really enjoyed this movie. And I know there's people out there, there's people I know out there who watched this movie and they went, what is going on? And that's fine. Watch it again. You'll figure it out. It's good. So... Six stones Sounds like me. from from me and sequel. I'm going to bounce it to Frank. I was going to do that anyway. So perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Um, My name's Matt. <laughs> that Matt. is. Um, I'm definitely going to have to borrow the comic just so I have a little more backstory. Um, when I watch this movie again, maybe I'll retcon it, but I'm going to stay neutral and give three stones. Ooh, I could. All right. See, Frank's a car guy, and the cars are too shitty for him to appreciate. <laughs> no so when we do Fast Five, Frank will give it a six. We're oh. not doing that, right? No <laughs> comics. As far as I know, there's no comics. Thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Matt will find them some... Matt will draw them himself. So <laughs> See, that's to a the publisher. Thing. Here's the thing, people. I don't want to look up comic books all the time, so if you know about a comic book for a movie that's obscure, please let us know in many of the ways that you'll find out in about five minutes. That's fair. That's about right. Corey, let's send it home. Um, I know if you had, if you just listened to me during this episode, you'd think that I don't love this movie, but let me assure you, I absolutely do. I dug real deep to find the problems that kind of filled up the bulk of that great period of this, epi- of this episode. Visually, it's incredible. The acting is remarkable, even if the lines are just kind of nonsensical and don't make sense and every time you turn this movie on you're gonna find something else that's kind of cool and intriguing a guy pulls out a tooth that is actually a bullet you find a <laughs> you find out that a gas pedal is a shoe sizer one of the dude's masks has bullets for teeth like there's all these little nuances that you pick up each and every time which makes this movie incredible but Similar to the way that Matt, in good conscience, couldn't leave without giving this a six, I, in good conscience, can't let this be my first six. It is phenomenal. I want to give it a five and a half. I do. But we don't do five and a shard here, so it's getting a five. It is... This is... This is is as close to a six without being a six for me. Um, Watch it. If you've seen it already, watch it again. It's worth... Every second. Are you five and a half or six? I'm fucking confused by that. <laughs> are we allowed to? Are we doing the charge or no? It's at your discretion. You, I don't give halves. You guys can give halves if you want. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a five and a half. Woo! Giving it more than Close. Deadpool. There it is. Five and a shard. Five and a shard. Five there and a shard. Is. Five and half the tesseract. <laughs> there it is. Sure, why not? Figure <laughs> to name one of them. All right, and uh, so that wraps up our talk about Mad Max Fury Road. Let's go around the table and recommend things for you to do, Internet. That is a great idea. Isn't it? It's a fantastic idea. It's amazing. I've never never heard of this idea before. I should 
I, I should do this more often in my life. Recommend things to people, like things they should do with their lives. So um. I'm going to go ahead and recommend <laughs> that you go to your local coffee joint. I'm not talking about 7-Eleven. I'm not talking about Starbucks. I'm talking about finding... Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> God, no. Find like a mom-and-pop shop coffee place and have an exotic cup of coffee. You won't be disappointed. I recommend a latte. That's just because you like them a latte. I do. <laughs> Thanks a latte, Matt. <laughs> God damn it, coffee puns. It's really the same pun. It over is the same pun. Just back and forth. Frank, it looks like you were ready. No, uh, I'll do one. Because um, you looked at me like you were ready. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, I want to recommend if you're having trouble picking a candidate that you look at the third party candidate for this upcoming election because <laughs> because. Because he's in Morton Joe. Because Ooh, his healthcare policy is not great. That's no. shining room. <laughs> this movie may be fun and all, but <laughs> Trump's <laughs> America. <laughs> oh, Sorry, <laughs> internet. <laughs> Make the Citadel great again, in Morton Joe. Build a wall. Morton Joe is Donald Trump. Holy Red shit! Funny Morton. So that's my recommendation, Joe. It's cool. Let's let's move this out of this dangerous territory. <laughs> Sequel. Can you save us? I'll try. Thanks. As you all know, I like Good sports learning. a lot. There's a blog website, Deadspin.com, talks about sport uh, sports stories that you're not going to see on ESPN. They do a series called Why Your Team Sucks, mm-hmm. ah. and it. Does it enrage you? No, it does not. It leads up to the NFL season. It's really funny. The the, the author of it is hysterical. And uh, they go through every single NFL team about why it sucks. In the prefaces, some teams are fans of the New Orleans Saints. Many others are not. This is why the New Orleans Saints sucks. They do it for every single team. Yep. And the reason I picked the Saints is because Joe likes the Saints. I do. I was about to say, do you know that you're picking on Joe right now? If you're having a bad day, read that series on the Philadelphia Eagles because uh, as an Eagles fan it is spot on and hilarious they take comments from actual fans too why they think their own team sucks it's you know what I'm, I'm the biggest Giants fan there is I love reading the Giants one every single year it's, it's, just, it's hysterical and it's 100% true yeah <laughs> so that's my recommendation cool I'm actually gonna Check that one out. Go see why the Saints and Jets suck. <laughs> oh, wait, I know why the Jets yeah, suck. Yeah, I was about to say, we all know why the Jets suck. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, time? I'm ready. Um, if you haven't already, uh, check out Star Wars Rebels. I don't know if I've suggested this before. Suggested this before, but the trailer, teaser, whatever, just came out for Season 3, and it looks freaking awesome, and you should catch up on it, because it's got a lot of tie-ins with things that you like, such as... Star Wars and New Hope and Force Awakens and stuff like that. Check it out. It's cool. Cool. I'm Joe. Gonna, I'm going to recommend that in the vein of this podcast, you go out and you draw your own comic. And I don't mean an entire book. I mean make a four-frame panel <laughs> like the ones I used <laughs> like to draw when I was in elementary school. Yes, like a Punnett square. <laughs> Bringing it back. Fill it up with four scenes, draw whatever you want, make it ridiculous. And you know what? Send it to us if you want. Where did they send it, Joe? So many places. One of the first places you could send it to would be zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us and find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. You can take a picture of it and <laughs> post it and share it 
to us at ZTH Podcast on Instagram. You can look for us on Facebook at Facebook search ZTH Pod. I'm um, search Zeros Talking Heroes. Excuse me. And if that's too hard, always go to www.facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. www. Throwback. And, it. and spoilers, <laughs> we're on Stitcher now. Oh, yeah, true. Also, we'd love it once again if you found us on iTunes and gave us a five star rating. And if you want to review it, we'll read it on the air, just like everyone else's review so far. Yep. 100%. 100% five stars. Yep. Keep that up. We are killing it. <laughs> Smalls. We sure are. Next time, we're going to be doing The Incredible Hulk, the Ed Ooh. Norton one. Thank you for joining us for Zero's Talking Heroes. On behalf of everyone else, we will say goodbye anyway. So long. Bye! Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna hang up and drive. <laughs>